You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I love that movie. I love that movie with, uh, what the fuck is her name? She played Gertie in E.T. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. What movie, movie are you talking Drew? about? And Luke Wilson. Drew Barrymore. Home Fries. Home Fries. That's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> Filmed in Texas, I believe, right? Was it? Wasn't if, it if it's got Luke Wilson. Because <laughs> God knows he doesn't travel anywhere. Yeah. Did Richard Linklater direct that one? Probably. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, over the course of twelve years, <laughs> started when uh, when she was still uh, Gertie she, from when E.T. Barrymore was Gertie, and then mm-hmm. Firestarter, and then as so like pre Coke, uh huh, Coke, and, and then post Coke, yeah, Drew and, Barrymore, and then ever after, Drew Barrymore. That's that's right. It is weird that see that's a great comeback story, man. Is it? Mm-hmm. Ever after sucked. No, but <laughs> her, her, her career though, I would. Yeah, say. yeah. Did yeah, you watch? She, you watch her TV show? I didn't realize she had a TV got, show. Uh, I think it's an Amazon I Prime. Subscribe to cable. It's an Amazon Prime show, or it's a Netflix show. I'm a cord cutter. But basically, she's a, a zombie. Oh, Santa Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita, yeah, Santa Clarita Diet. Clarita Diet. Right. Quite baby. Quite. Have you watched it? Uh, I have not seen it. It has been recommended. I hear it's good, and I love uh, Timothy Oliphant. Right? Isn't yeah. he in that? This <laughs> is from Lord of the Rings. The yes. Oliphants. Oliphants. Mister Frodo. You can't just take an actual animal. Tolkien. And make that and make that your name, and change a couple of letters. Yeah, you can. Oh, this one has a ph. Why not? Actually, Dude. elephant uh, has ph. <laughs> oh, this one has a y. Yeah, there we go. And an f. Why? Because I said so. Oh shit, I'm motherfucking. And Tolkien. that's the bottom line. Because mm-hmm. Stone Joel said so. <laughs> Stone Cold. Steve yeah. Austin. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for coming to Harper's birthday party. Dude, thanks for inviting us. It was a an enjoyable soiree. Yeah, if not a a, a hot a suerte oh, gosh, soiree. Yes. <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't think we went outdoors except when we had to. Yeah, we were moving that bouncy house. Uh-huh. Who was in that bouncy house? That was the I children. Guess the children, the children were in the bouncy house. It, I remember being that age and not caring. Like the imperative to have fun was a stronger impulse than survival. Yeah. <laughs> Because some of those kids were coming in, and man, they look like that yeah. little redhead kid looked like he was going to pass the fuck out. Oh yeah, I was Dude, worried. It was, like, it was like Mad Max. It was like Fury Road. <laughs> he was a blood bag. At that point. <laughs> uh, but no, we had we had a great time. I, I was telling you earlier, uh, Harper ended up getting bit up by bugs oh, and stuff. No. But she wasn't like crying. It wasn't hurting her or anything. She didn't even realize. See, that's it. what I'm talking about. It was afterwards. Having we're inside. Where she's opening some presents, uh, and like I'm looking at her legs, and it's like spots. Oof. Like she's like a human Dalmatian with just sp- <laughs> bug bite spots all over. Yeah, go on the road it's with that. Much act. better now. Uh, everything's calmed down now. But yeah, dude, that first night I was like, damn, damn. Um, Worth it though. Yeah, it, it was, was awesome. It was, it she was looked a cool like party. she was having the time of her life. She had a blast, man. Uh, especially in her new uh, land speeder, dude. So she's already not even sixteen. Already got the keys to the car. I had to make sure that uh, I gave her that after everybody else left. After all the other kids had left, yeah, because uh, it would be it would be like Mad Max. Yeah, they'd be fighting for that thing. Oh, dude, she's she would been... like chain herself to it. <laughs> With a guitar, she's playing with that her thing. Guitar. She like sit in it while we're watching TV. It's like a, like it's a drive-in movie. Yeah. Uh, today, before I came over here, she uh, like witness we were, me. We were playing a, like it was a train, <laughs> oh, and fun. she wanted to wear a hat like she was a conductor, and so we Aww. were like you know pushing it around like doing the choo-choo noise. 
she was she's having a blast with it. The only problem with that land speeder, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the fuck are we gonna keep it? <laughs> well, you got a garage, yeah, dude. The garage is full of other shit, and someday we would like to park a real car in there. Oh, nobody uses the garages for that. Dude, That's crazy talk. In 115 degree heat, yeah, we would sure like to get our cars out from under the sun. Ooh, uh, listeners, do not come to Texas ever between the months of uh, July. Actually, it's, and June. It's kind of like May between through July, October now. Between July and June, yeah. Don't come to October Texas. October can be nice. November's pretty good. Yeah. April's beautiful. Uh huh. But no other time of year, really. Yeah, that's. Stay where you are. It is so, and my poor father, like every time he comes <laughs> yes, into town. From New York, where it was in, in the 80s, probably, a right? Balmy 87 degrees. Uh, no, but the, he, well, except for the wedding, when he came into town for, in October, the oh, weather right. wasn't too bad then. Yes, he got a taste of but what dude, it could he, be. He came into town for Harper's first birthday that we did out and we did the, the fake Comic-Con thing and it was <laughs> burning ass hot that day. Yeah. Uh, burning ass hot the, the second year when we had her party at the house. Uh, and this year, no different. I told Sarah, I was like, dude, we need to just start celebrating her birthday in October, November. Let's just, <laughs> just do tell that. everybody. No one will know. We're just, just going to change. She'll it forget. Do you think she's going to remember the first three birthdays? No, man. No. Yeah, that's true. She remember getting bit by ants. <laughs> <laughs> A school for ants. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think if we did any. We, we went and did dinner on Sunday. Finally, mm-hmm. Sarah and I got to have like a little bit of a date night, as romantic as snuffers can be. Oh. Um, Hey, Dad Is that the come one by. where you kill somebody? Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> you made a snuff film? Yeah, it's exactly it. Snuffers. Never mind. I want to hear no, about snuffers. No, no, never mind. Come you on, go ahead. tell me. Just finish the story, Joel. <laughs> tell me how it went. Well, uh, in my version, you end up uh, having sex with and then murdering a co-ed. Wow. And uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage films it all. Have you ever seen 8mm? <laughs> no. No? That is a horrible... Man, coming soon to an A horrible Nicolas Cage bag. film? <laughs> I know. What? Hard to believe, right? Wait, but this was back when he was still like a box office draw. Uh, I mean, he's he's always kind of been Is he? Draw. Has he always been? Well, the been? people... It's like Tom Cruise. It's like, if you've forgiven him at this point, if you're in... Yeah, speaking of Dude, which, I would make the argument that Tom Cruise is a much more legit movie star than Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. He's probably... Uh, like, if we added up the dollars uh-huh. that were made over the years, yeah, he's probably... Uh, uh, probably a little higher up there. Okay, here wait. Let, let's let's put it like this mm-hmm. because now I'm starting to think quality over quantity. Oh, what oh, would that's you tough. what would you say is Nicolas Cage's best film? Oh shit! Or um, your favorite Nicolas Cage? I film? mean, you know, everyone's going to say that Las Vegas movie that came out Leaving that he won Las the Vegas? Oscar for. Uh, is that what it's called? Leaving Las uh-huh. Vegas. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. But that's not my favorite. But uh, people will point to that. Yeah, because he well, won the what, Oscar for what, that. What is what is yours? Um, oh, not face off. I have to look at the no, list. No, why here. are you looking at the list? Because if I have it's to remind favorite, myself. You should be able to think of it. He's he's done uh, raising raising Arizona. Arizona. There you go. Okay, there <laughs> we go. That's the problem. <laughs> Moving. So so now yes, raising Arizona. Okay, can you think of a Tom Cruise movie that you like more than Raising Arizona? I can think of like five. Can you movies that I like more? Yeah. Than Raising okay. Arizona. So then there you go. Tom Cruise <laughs> is a much more legit movie star than Nicolas Cage. This week's uh, movie is not one of them, though. Whoa! But wait a minute. Uh oh. But wait a minute. But the franchise, though, <laughs> the franchise is uh, pretty phenomenal. Uh, oh yeah. And we'll get into that. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies, obviously. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, uh, dissect it, take it apart, see what it did right, what it did wrong, uh, and then see if we could put it back together maybe a little bit better than it was in the first place. Uh, and yeah, we've got the new, this is your pick, the new Mission Impossible is getting ready to come out. It is. And uh, what is what is this? It's Fallout? Mission Impossible Mission Fallout. Mission Impossible colon Fallout. See, I still haven't seen Rogue Nation. 
the one before this. Oh I, oh, I hate to say it, but it looks like it's kind of required viewing. Uh, yeah. This seems to be the first Mission Impossible that isn't kind of standalone. I mean, there's the threads that go through. You're always going to have Ving Rhames. Um, now they've got Simon Pegg in the last three, but before that it was... Uh, yeah, did Mission Impossible 3 have Jeremy a Jeremy Renner? It was Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, Jeremy Renner was in four. Uh, I think Mission Impossible 3. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Rogue. Uh, no, no, no. Ghost no, Protocol. Ghost Protocol. That's right. My favorite. So you had, I think it was Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Two, Mission Impossible Three. Did it have a subtitle? I don't think it did. I don't think it did either. It did not. That was before they started naming that. It's almost like they wanted to kind of like reboot. Like, forget about what number this is. So it's, the first, it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean like movie. The first now. three, but then the second three actually kind of have through lines going on. Yeah, it's like so the prequels cool. versus the original trilogy. Uh huh. Just kind of how it plays out. Well, and and I guess in the case of Mission Impossible, Mission mm. Impossible Two would be the prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all on its own. All on its own. It would be the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, so why why did you pick this one? <laughs> Just because Joe, because of that reaction right there. Joe. When we started this <laughs> podcast, we started off doing bad movies, and we've done it before. When we've done sequels, uh-huh. we don't do uh, Ninja Turtles. We do Ninja Turtles three, Ninjas yeah. in, or Turtles, Turtles in, in time, time. Right? Is that what it's called? No, through the whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was something like that. There are lots of. I think Turtles in Time was the video game. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I know right, we talked right. about it in the some podcast. Ninja Turtle property. Uh, but there are movies we do where we'll, we'll do the bad sequel. We won't talk about Ghostbusters. But we'll talk about Ghostbusters too. Mm, coming soon in an episode. Um, so it seemed fitting to kind of get you use example like that we haven't even done <laughs> in the future. Well, I don't know. People listen to this podcast. Future Joe, time is remember. <laughs> watch Ghostbusters two for the podcast. It is on the list. Someday we will do it. Someday we'll find it. Um, the, the Vigo connection. <laughs> this <is> Vigo. <laughs> Why am I drippings with goo? Why am I drippings with goo? That guy's the best part. There you go. We just that guy's the, the, best, best, part the of best part. Of Ghostbusters two. We no longer not coming soon to an episode. All right. Well, that was fun. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> next week we'll uh, we'll talk about. Mission but I think Impossible. you can argue argue Argo Argo Argo. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I think you can argue that the rest of the Mission Impossible franchise are all. Pretty solid. In fact, I think yeah. the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes is that first one. And even that's like at 67 or The first something. one's rated lower than the second one? Isn't that? No, no. Okay. I'm saying right. outside of the second one, the rest of them, uh, that's that's as as low as it goes. I'll tell you, man, the first one was fun. I, I, I love that first see, one. I saw that in the theater. Oh, yeah. I was so jazzed Several after times. seeing it. I was like, damn, that was fun. It's just a fun spy action film. It was everything that I wanted in a Mission Impossible uh, movie. And, and w- there was some TV show that like had the rights to yeah, the... Yeah, it was called Mission Impossible. <laughs> no, some, I'm sorry. <laughs> some TV channel that had the rights to the old 60s show. Oh, yeah. And right before the movie came out, they started rerunning it. And so yeah. I didn't know anything about Mission Impossible. That was my exposure to it, watching the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I kind of fell in love with it. And then to cap it off with... Uh, it's like what happened when Serenity came out. Yeah, like I'd never watched Firefly, and then I heard, "Oh, they're making a movie of this series." So I was like, "Well, I better check I it out." Watch if, the uh, show, and I went right from all whatever thirteen episodes. I did the same thing, and then the movie came out. I did the same. That's thing. That's the perfect way to like be introduced to a yeah, property. Dude. I feel really bad for anybody that watched Serenity and didn't see the TV show, and is like, "I don't, yeah, I don't." What? And the thing is, that they was do, you, right, Jenna? They, they do write it. No, in, why is he on the TV show? Okay, oh. yeah. Well, they do write it in such a way the film that. It smart almost it. it almost catches you up with like all like all the the character dramatic beats of the series Oof. in that first fifteen minutes that, and then gets you into the story. That first single take, yeah, is like a perfect little short film in itself of what's happened since then, like how we got to this point. Like uh, what is it, Mal- Malcolm Reynolds and uh, and Simon mm-hmm. having their discussion That's right. and like hashing everything that they've done in like four or five episodes, <laughs> yeah. hashing it all out again right there. Um, 
I, I do like the really sloppy expository bit of dialogue that he has, though, where he's like, I took you and your sister on this boat. That's right. That's and I'm right. like, oh, my God. <laughs> he kind of explains it away, though. It's it's done a little more delicately than, uh, oh, what's a bad movie we've watched recently that's had bad exposition? Deep Blue Sea. It's better than Deep Blue Sea, where all the yeah. exposition is uh, uh, Sam Jackson saying, well, treat me like I'm a tourist. No, no. <laughs> no that's, that, you know what? You did. You hit it on the head there. That is the, that is the worst the, the worst case of okay. like, we're well, just going to give you expository dialogue. Here's our submarine. It's fashion. split into three parts. This one, when it gets a certain level underwater. Yeah. <laughs> this is level four. Um, yeah, okay. So Mission Impossible 2 came out in 2000. Directed by John Woo, one of John Woo's American action films. Yeah. A budget of $125 million. Ooh. Box office brought in five hundred and forty-six point four million dollars. That's uh, it a super successful. film. I think I read it was like the highest-grossing film of that year. Yeah, uh, and understandable. Everybody loved that first one, and uh, high hopes were expected. And here's the thing: mm-hmm. I can see where people would go see this movie over and over again. Like they yeah. they saw it and they kind of liked it. Yeah, I'm not saying I did that. <laughs> the moment I walked out. Halfway through the movie, I was like, this is bullshit. When oh, I, yeah. I saw this oh, in the theater. It took it that long. Halfway through, the, I was like, are you? Well, because I was expecting, I'm like, okay, it's going to pick up, right? Yeah. It's going to fucking pick up, right? <laughs> and it never fucking does. Friend of the show, Matt Doden, posted on our Facebook page, uh, was like, you know, he walked out after 15, 15 minutes, minutes. And he hasn't revisited the series <laughs> since. It turned him off. All Mission Impossible And movies. that's totally okay. understandable. I see that oh, yeah. happening. This film is... This is not a Mission Impossible film. Even no, if, it's a John even, Woo film. Even at the, um, it's the second chapter. So it's even impossible for us to say. This isn't an, a Mission Impossible movie, but it is not a Mission Impossible film. There is no spy shit happening oh, in you. this movie. I know. I'm like, where's the espionage? Where's the, uh, there is that one scene where he breaks in and has to, again, just like the first one, it's just a, be it's suspended a from a wire. They recycled the bit from the first movie that everyone loved. Yeah. They're like, well, we got to have one of those bits in here. I read somewhere that uh, John Woo actually kind of had the, the um, action sequences planned out that he wanted to shoot. Before and then they told had a the story. Writer. I yeah. saw that story too. Yeah, it's like, oh, write a story. The script writer it. was like, oh, oh, okay. So we have to end up on the beach, <laughs> but we have to be in a plane at some point. But we also have to be driving motorcycles at each other. Yeah. It, it, oh God. And uh, doing we'll, car ballet. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the motorcycle kung fu here in a second. <laughs> okay. So I, I get like one of the staples of a spy movie. I mean, you see it in Bond films all the time. Mm-hmm. Is like the the little subtitles telling you where we are. Yeah. When you open up on the fucking Sydney Opera House, though, I kind of don't need it. I, d- I don't need you to tell me. That's the Sydney, only thing. Sydney, Australia. It's the only thing I know about Australia. Ha- however, two seconds later, they kind of pan over to like a building, just a nondescript building, and it's Biosite Pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. You know what? You could have done like <laughs> Sydney, Australia. You could have done the Sydney Opera House yeah. and then flashed the building and done all the text at that point. Biosite Pharmaceuticals, Sydney, Australia. Instead of instead of putting that bit there, that bit there. I'm going to well, save you a little bit of work here. How are the kiddies going to learn, though, Joe? How are they going to learn? Maybe if somebody fucking shows them a picture of the goddamn <laughs> Sydney Opera House. Well, listen, we it's the Sydney fucking Opera House. We didn't House. all have Google Maps back in 19... When was this? 2000 when 2000. this came out. So yeah. this is a form of education for those PG-13... Those, those kids just turning 13. Oh, that's well, wonderful. Time. Well, then those kids who just turned 13 are going to benefit... 
big time from the really clunky fucking internal monologue that's going on. Oh, yeah. As the fucking mustache man from John Wick <laughs> is like talking to himself, going, He's, he's Dr. Wiley from the Mega Man fla- movie. He so does games. look like Dr. Wiley. Holy shit. He does look like Dr. Wiley. <laughs> yeah, he's got the mustache and the crazy Einstein hair. So, like, how. He's a scientist. They all look like that. Joe. How are they in. How is he injecting himself? Because he's he wearing like rubber gloves. He's wearing right? rubber gloves, but there's no needle and on I, the thing. It's just like a like a port. Yeah. Yeah. So how the fuck <laughs> did he inject himself? And also, <laughs> if you're going to in, like, they say that this thing you have 22 hours. Mm. Once you inject yourself, you have 22 hours. Why did he wait until before he got on the fucking plane? Like, give yourself yeah. a, if you're gonna do this, don't do it the night before. Don't do it the night before you get on a plane. Like, because what if there are some bad delays? Like, yeah, exactly. oh, sorry. your flight's been canceled. Flight's we have been, to, yeah, right. We have to reschedule you for tomorrow. Like, oh balls, oh, this uh, sucks. Yeah. Um. So then we uh we 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 flash to this this airplane. They're on this fucking airplane, mm-hmm. which is fucking killing me because I've got a flight I've got to take in a week. Yeah, this is not a good film to watch before you're flying into, well, anywhere, really. Because, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, it starts off with a pretty horrific plane crash. Yeah. Where it seems kind of plausible, too. Like, that's the scary part about it. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, so now it's, it's going to make me never want to inhale deeply into one of those, <laughs> of those things that drops down. Because it's just going to knock you out. Yeah, no way. I'm going to be and unconscious. You just, you just die. I want to see my, myself. Ooh, I don't want to see it. Hit a mountain. I don't want to see it happen, but if I can unlock the door, maybe I can fucking help fly the plane. Yeah. Like, why did they have to fucking kill people? This, this, is, this is the thing about the... the so, <laughs> there's nothing that's necessary in this film. No, the plot Everything is that crazy. happens is so fucking unnecessary. So here's the deal, guys. This fucking scientist has this disease... And he he contacts tries to contact Ethan Hunt mm-hmm. under one of Ethan Hunt's like aliases. Dimitri, Anthony Hopkins Dimitri, right? can't yeah. find Ethan Hunt, mm-hmm. so he sends another agent, mm-hmm. uh, played by Doug Ray Scott, Sean Ambrose, um, AKA sends him almost Wolverine, almost Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to get into that story. <laughs> so when fucking Tom Cruise finds out, like he oh shit, well you couldn't find me. Yeah, I couldn't find you. So instead. I sent a replacement. You know Sean Ambrose? He's doubled for you like two or three times, right? I'm like, fuck you, movie. <laughs> fuck you. Like, introducing this guy and then like, oh, well, he's doubled for him two or three times. If this is the thing, if we're setting this guy up, he's going to be the villain, uh-huh. and we know he's an IMF agent, and he's worked with fucking Tom Cruise before, you need to open this movie almost like how they open GoldenEye, where you see these two fucking working together. We see how well they work off of each other and how good they are at what they do. Well, that it's almost like always a mental chess match between the two of them. No, see, That's Joe, how you build a good villain. Not in this movie. This movie, we need to open with uh, Instead, Tom they build a villain like me. Doing a- <laughs> That is exactly what he said. Like, is he Scottish? I am Scottish. <laughs> but am I... <laughs> What is your fucking accent, Doug oh, no, Ray Scott? He's, he's every man. He's He-Man. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy is on the plane, and they send somebody else after to to be Tom Cruise. Right. So this uh, Sean Ambrose guy goes in disguise, and like they just throw. You know, this isn't really Ethan Hunt because there's no fucking pomp and circumstance when we first see him. Right. He's just like he sitting on a fucking up. plane wearing this really ugly cashmere fucking jacket <laughs> yes. like, and, and like a black t-shirt. Like, Smiling like an idiot. That is, that's what a used car salesman wears. That is not what... Like, Tom Cruise would not wear that yeah. in a fucking film as his actual character. He's acting more glib than he usually does, yeah. even for Tom Cruise. And he's got that fucking hair. Oh, dude. He's got that fucking... Dude looks like a lady. the fucking main character. <laughs> That's good. Do look like a lady. Do do do. Ready to be zappy zappy. 
Um, no, have you ever seen the game Final Fantasy VIII? The main the main character. Why don't you go oh, ahead and Google is that, that? Is that Cloud? The main character Squall. Oh, Squall. Squall Leonhart. Ooh, not Lionheart. Not Lionheart. Come on. How am I spelling Squall? Squall. S Q U A L L. I think it's two L's. Squall. Squall. Final Leonhart Fantasy. action figure. Yeah. Let's see it. Boom! She it's it's Tom Cruise circa two thousand. Yeah, yep. It's that hair. It's Tom Cruise circa two thousand. And the leather is, jacket with the fur. For the longest time, I thought that Final Fantasy VIII mm-hmm. stole. Like they they liked ah. they they made this character to look like Tom Cruise. Interesting from Mission Impossible. But Final Fantasy VIII came out in nineteen ninety nine. Ooh. So did Tom Cruise fucking see this game and go, no. I like this. this that looks kind of like me. Vers- I kind of want to have that hair. <laughs> this isn't the doings of Tom Cruise. This is fucking John Woo. It's John this Woo. is John Woo trying to... So John Woo played Final Fantasy. It's, it was uh, like, uh, you've got to have this hair now. I, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're calling out Final Fantasy. It to is me, too similar. Yeah, but it, to me, it kind of looks like a generic anime, like any number of anime characters. Okay. I just think this is kind of the, uh, the Asian cinema influence okay. that's, uh, that's been foisted upon this movie. Tom Cruise is 38 years old in this movie. Wow, is he? 38. Well, he looks great. He looks, he looks great now, he's and he's like 25. 60. I know. Jesus! Somebody, somebody posted an article that like Tom Cruise making this latest Mission Impossible movie is the same age as Wilford Brimley was when he made Cocoon. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. Whoa! Yeah, dude. What is he doing? I, it's fucking Xenu, man. Maybe there's uh, something we to, to this. We need to get into the Scientology huh? shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Tom Cruise, his brother is in this fucking movie. Oh really? Yeah. Bob Cruise, the guy who plays Ethan in Lost. That's his. No, it's his that's, cousin. It's that's, his cousin. Is it his cousin? Yeah, I thought yeah, that was his yeah, brother. Yeah, it's yeah, his cousin. I forgot cousin. about that. Oh, I forgot they were related. So, like, his name's Ethan in Lost. <gasps> and Tom Cruise's name is Ethan, Ethan in this film. And they're both Cruise And then J.J. Abrams takes over the Mission Impossible that's franchise. Right. Interesting. <laughs> Illuminati. Yeah, dude. The Cucinati. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but going back to his look, though, I mean, the influences from Asian cinema are all over this film, I yeah. think. Just from the way it's shot. Um, the, the character motivations, yeah. like what he did when he blows a fucking door open and then just walks past the doorway. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, why? Why did you waste that? Why <laughs> did you waste that element of surprise? Yeah, exactly. So that we can have that cool shot, and he timed it with his with his trained dove who like flies through the door right uh-huh. as he walks past. And we we it's set that up with it. all the pigeons earlier. That's right. Yeah. There's one white one, but though. there's one white dove hanging yeah. out with all these pigeons. He's very much a like Christ-like figure in this film. Ethan Hunt is the way he's like the hanging. way he's doing hanging, yeah, where uh, he's hanging like, like that. Jesus, yeah. On the what side. was up with that shit? Again, it's part Tom Cruise saying, "Hey, what kind of cool stuff?" In fact, I think he insisted on it, like that was his yeah, idea that like, he would. This is how we're going to introduce my character this time. Uh, but again, he just wants to do crazy extreme stunts and wants it to be uh, bankrolled by the studio. Man, I can't blame him. Uh, and John Woo was just like, as long as I get my um, kung fu motorcycle scene and uh, my car dancing. The car dance. The car ballet. The fucking car dance. The dissolves back and forth. See, it's this is what I'm looking saying. Looking around and he's like, oh no, what? It feels like an anime, right? Yeah, it, it feels like an anime. It, it It is anything but an action summer blockbuster. It's... The dialogue's fucking horrible in this movie. Oh, it's pretty bad. The action sequences, you could now that you've said like that the writer was handed these action sequences <laughs> yes. and like had to write around them, that's it, exactly it how they feels fucking like feel. It. And dude, get this. The original cut, like there's so much that was cut out of this movie. The original cut was like Are th- you kidding me? Three hours long. This movie's too long as it is. I know, and it's only two hours. Oh, you had to yeah, get yeah, it yeah, like yeah. under two hours and didn't even do that. So like imagine what was cut out of this overcomplicated plot with all these different side stories. That- side stories and everyone's got a fucking disguise. Everybody's okay. wearing a fucking mask. So 
Did you ever see the original TV show? Yeah. The Mission Impossible? With Peter Graves? Yeah, there you go. So they used the mask every now and then, sparingly. Yeah. And it wasn't every episode. And when they did, it was kind of cleverly, oh, I didn't know. Oh, holy and shit. kind of plausible, um, even though it was clearly like, you know, they would, they would do the cut one away shot, when cut away into like the back of the head. Yeah, exactly. They didn't quite have the effects that... Uh, it looks pretty good in this film. It doesn't look bad. But uh, I was kind of bumped. Were you bumped in the first one when they did that at the end at the reveal? Yeah. A little bit. You realize that it was uh, him. And they introduce it early on that they have these masks, like in the literally like the first scene. Yeah. And then it kind of comes up again. So it's a bit of a payoff. Mm -hmm. This one, they are, they are abusing. Everybody's wearing one. Everyone technique. has a fucking mask on. Some people Everybody. do it twice. Some, some, people, some people don't even want to have it on. Some people just are forced <laughs> to have it on. Yes. And they're really taking some liberties with uh, like <laughs> my believability about how this works. Because it's like, okay, maybe it's plausible that there's a mask. But like when yeah. you get these extreme close-ups of like, Tom Cruise, like those are clearly his nostrils. Yeah, he's wearing like a, a collared shirt that's unbuttoned. Uh -huh. Like, does that mask go all the way it down goes, to his it chest? It goes all the way down his shoulders yeah. as well. Or when the guy the guy me? has his fucking mouth taped, why don't we see tape through the Tom Cruise mouth? Exactly. Yeah, you can see his teeth clearly. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, so, suspect. I, I would love to talk to the person who was fooled by that. That thought, like Ethan oh, Hunt was actually never killed. saw that coming. Whoa, oh my god, how are we going to get out of this? Like, dude, you've. <laughs> They have been playing the fucking mask game over and over and over again. What came first? The, uh, the chicken. Face-off or the egg? I think, uh, I think face-off came think first. I think you're correct because I think face-off kind of got him this gig. Yep, 1998, yeah. face-off. Um, Interesting. So when, He's obsessed with face-swapping. When, uh, when Tom Cruise gets his really fancy Ray-Ban glasses and a missile. Yeah. <laughs> like, was, I'm going to shoot this missile at you right now. From a helicopter. I'm like, why don't you just throw him the fucking box? Why don't you just land your <laughs> helicopter <laughs> and take him out? Yes. <laughs> like, give him a ride. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously... Well, yeah, and then they just take <laughs> off. Like, well, uh, thanks for giving me my mission. Is yeah. this part of the mission, me getting off this rock quickly? And, but, like, why not let him keep the fucking cool shades? Yeah, why, why did those have to get self-destructed? Like, why? Why not? Like, hey, this program is going to self-destruct, but enjoy the cool Ray Bans. And I always, I always imagine that, like, um, you know, if this were me, uh -huh. I would be scrambling. Would you for, be? Like, do, would you do that, man? I, I'm going to. Fo I'm photoshopping your face <laughs> on fucking Tom Cruise as he's doing the like the, Please the do Christ the thing. Jesus uh, pose. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's going to happen. I'm just saying like, that, or I'm going to superimpose you over Tom Cruise <laughs> and me over Thandie Newton when Ooh, they're laying in bed. There you go. Yeah, well, you could swap just that pl too. Play out my fantasies. <laughs> Not Thandy Newton's fantasies. No, no. Nothing so, in that Okay, equation. so so when he's getting the mission in his glasses and he's yeah. told, like, you can pick two other people to be on your team, mm -hmm. but the third member of your team is going to be uh, this Naya Angelou. Uh, <laughs> not her name. Uh, and the thing is, the way her name is spelled, it's Nya. Yeah, N-Y-A-H. The trash heap is spoken. <laughs> Nya. Like, uh, is Thandy Newton a good actress? Nya. There you go. There you exactly. go. Uh, and so he's told, like, she has to be a part of your team. Mm -hmm. Cut to this fucking flamenco dancing thing going yeah. on <laughs> in this mansion. <laughs> and he's, like, dance. following Thandie Newton, and she's stealing jewels. Mm -hmm. So wait, is she not? I guess she's not an IMF member. She's just a, a jewel thief. She's a rogue agent. Why is she running? Dude. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, See, I don't know. You but said the term. I'm guessing. You said the term. Oh, sorry. You said the term, and that's that's my that's my big point in my notes. I must mention yeah. it like three or four fucking times. Yeah. That like two or three times in this movie franchise, yeah. Tom Cruise is thought to be a rogue agent, and they send fucking everybody after him. They send the fucking military. <laughs> they right. send the Marines. Yeah. They send other IMF agents yeah. to fucking take him down. Right. And he escapes, and he proves that he's innocent, and all this shit. 
This fucking Sean Ambrose motherfucker <laughs> goes rogue. Joe's fired up. He kills a guy, steals a fucking virus, goes rogue. Everybody knows where he is. Everyone knows where he is. Yes. And no one's just trying to take him down. They're like, no, you've got to use Sandy Newton to earn his trust <laughs> right. so you could figure this shit out. You know, it's not like he has the virus somewhere where they don't know where it is because <laughs> right. they know where it is. It's not like they don't know how to cure it. Because they get the fucking, the dude from Braveheart, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, there you go. They get him, and they figure out where the fucking cure is. Yeah. Which, by the way, you fucking get a guy in a fucking, in a, in a limo, and he looks at the newspaper, and sees his fucking death on the newspaper? <laughs> okay, that seemed uh, wholly unnecessary. <laughs> like, I could see the meeting before they're planning that uh, kidnapping going down, and be like, all right, so uh, we're gonna, he's going to get into the back of the cab, uh-huh. and then we're going to put the gas in. We're like, well, hold on, wait. We gotta fuck with them psychologically fuck first. With a little bit. Who who here has a Gutenberg press? <laughs> who, can, who can print up an entire newspaper? Right. And we're gonna fake. Who knows photo? You got Photoshop. I got Photoshop. Do you have the new version? So you here's have the what, old no, version. no, I've got the old version. Oh, see, that's all I have. No, but okay. it's okay. We're working with print, so oh, it's okay. all right. We're we could fudge it up a little bit. So some, we're gonna Photoshop and we're gonna put the headline that uh-huh. uh, what, what is it? A physicist yeah, or, or yeah, no, uh, the pharmaceutical head? Yes, dies in in, in limo. Car, exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, but what if he flips through some more pages? Yeah. So we're gonna need some funnies. You have like a good Kathy. Or uh, you, uh, you have any uh, old papers that you've written that you can just copy and paste? Cool. Email them some to me. Sports. We should probably do sports. Yeah. Somebody's like being Rames is like. We should probably write some sports. <laughs> shit. Now, should we put the paper face side up when it gets in the limo, or should we put it underneath mm, something? You might want to put it he, underneath something, he might so that way he just kind of stumbles across it. But what if we he don't want him to see it too soon? Okay, okay. Because once he gets in the limo and sees that, he's going to want to get out of the limo. He's going to know the jig is up. Yeah. So we got to make sure it's just under enough, and then you know maybe make the seat vibrate a little bit so he looks over and sees the newspaper. <laughs> there you go. It's Could... so fucking unnecessary. <laughs> it's like why? why? <laughs> <laughs> And the only reason that's there yeah. is to throw Suspense. stupid audience members. Yeah. So they think like, it's Doug Ray Scott mm-hmm. killing this guy. Yeah. But then he But fucking, then the next scene is him he's like, wake he's, he's being like, interrogated by the guy we thought was dead. By Dr. Wiley. Actually the guy we saw die in the plane crash in the beginning. So that scene doesn't have any suspense either because right. we're like Because we know he's dead. Did he really get out of it? Or yeah. or is that somebody else in a fucking it's mask? Someone in a mask. That's a problem when you call you cry wolf too. Coming many times, right after a scene where, where someone's, someone's in a fucking a mask. mask. There you go. They love those masks. Jesus. Where are they getting these made up? Like, where is the cue of this world? You know what I'm saying? Where's I, the I, Simon Pegg character? I wish I with knew. With all the gadgets. I, he doesn't show up until the third Sadly, film. yeah, no. Um, but like you said... The, wait, does he show up in the third one or the fourth one? Is the fourth one his first movie? You know, I think he does show up in that third one. Okay. Uh, and then Jeremy Renner was there for a while, but yeah. he's not in this latest one, apparently. He's not in the Avengers either. He keeps getting kicked out of franchises. <laughs> he was in the Bourne franchise. They he kicked got, him out uh, of that one. He got one. thanos from Mission <laughs> he Impossible. He sure did. Jenna snapped. <laughs> that was really funny. Right before you said Thanos, she snapped her fingers. Uh, the, the, this, it's my girl. So the, there's this rogue agent, and mm. the whole movie I'm screaming at the screen, why the fuck... Aren't you just like going in and arresting this guy? Mm-hmm. He's a rogue fucking agent. Hey, hey, hey remember that the... helicopter you had earlier that you yeah. shot that missile? Why don't you shoot that missile at his fucking Why house? Why don't it be an actual missile this time? Yeah. They go to the horse races and yeah. fucking Tom Cruise is there. And this dude is a former IMF agent with lookouts. And you would think he'd have people go like, hey, some IMF agents may be tracking me. <laughs> yeah. Most of all, this fucking guy that I posed as. Yeah. The reason why I think they would send him is because... Anthony Hopkins sent me in as him and knows that I fucking escaped. If you want to know what he looks like, he looks like Squall Leonhardt. 
It's, it's right. So keep an eye out for uh, somebody. Here's from... a, uh, a PlayStation <laughs> and a copy of uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Play through it a little bit. He looks just like this character. <sighs> Watching this again, yes. I felt like the first time I watched it, everything was so heavy-handed and, and serious. <laughs> just and the, the first thing time, is, huh? Most of it is, but like this whole Pepe Le Pew shit that Tom Cruise is doing with Thandie Newton, where he's like following after her in the car. She's driving down this mountain highway, and he's behind her, and he's like, Hey! How you doing? She's like, how'd you get this number? I don't even have it. Do you want it? <laughs> like, he's just total dickhead frat boy. Yes. So they're like, they're driving down. Never mind the first few scenes of his, his single takes. He's got mountains behind him. Yes. And he's, he's cliffside, but on his single takes, the mountains behind him. Clearly Whatever. shot in L.A., too, yeah. by the way, standing in for Spain. So they're chasing after each other, driving erratically, and a, being a danger not only to themselves, but everybody else on yes, the fucking yeah, road. Yeah, she almost uh, head... takes a header into a fucking a truck. Yeah. Uh, and he crashes into her to stop her mm-hmm. from he going over the her. ledge. And that's when they spin around. They spin around they spin, And it goes on they're for locked. two fucking minutes. And it's like slow motion and yeah. dissolves to And they both have like wavy hair Dissolved to her. Yeah, looks like a, like a Pantene commercial. Yes. Yeah. And then... They stop, mm-hmm. and her car's just over the ledge, and she goes out the side and ah, holds on the door. He, he jumps. jumps, grabs her, mm-hmm. and they sit in the car that's hanging over the ledge. And have a conversation, have a conversation. while she's straddling him. I'm like, get the fuck out of that car, man. <laughs> We're doing the exact same thing. <laughs> like, uh, are, they, are they in the other car, or are they still sitting in the car that's dangling over the edge right now? Get, get in his fucking car. That car's going over the side any fucking second. Also, where's the fucking... Why aren't people stopping on the side of the road? Yeah, like, nobody hey guys, called the cops. Are you okay? Because yeah. they're in Australia. That's a friendly fucking place. That's right. There are no answers to any of these questions. Very unsatisfying. And and as we mentioned before, it doesn't feel like any of the other Mission Impossible movies. And specifically, the the Tom Cruise character, Ethan Hunt. You can kind of forgive it a little bit because this being the second one, they hadn't quite figured out who his character was. But you're right. He comes off more like Maverick yeah. from Top Gun. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is not uh, the Top Ethan Gun Hunt from the first Mission Impossible. No, where it's like, not the Ethan Hunt from any of the other Mission he's Impossible. He's like Playboy. Films. Does everything right. Yeah, dude. There's a part Cocktail where he's where Tom he's, Cruise. He does his fucking rappelling down into the fucking lab thing. That's right. He's in a room about as big as this table that we're recording at, That's right. and he's destroying the virus. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, fucking Sean Ambrose's guys are like s- surrounding him. In this glass room, and they start shooting. He sees nothing, and they start shooting. He's in the middle of a fucking twelve gun crossfire. Doesn't get hit. He's dead. He's dead. He should be dead. Get fucking hit. Yes, because this film is more like a superhero film. It's kind of what the Fast and Furious films have become. Like they're just superhero films. But Fast and Furious still stays true to the like what the characters are in a weird way. Like it still manages to to maintain the integrity Mm -hmm. of what Fast and the Furious is while upping itself every time. This is Mission Impossible in name only. Well, it's not Mission Difficult. (laughs) <laughs> not mission improbable. It's such a horrible line, man. Anthony Hopkins. I can't. Like, I'm just yes. imagining him. Like, we only see like from here up, mm-hmm. but underneath the frame, he's counting the money he's getting paid. <laughs> this is kind of a uh, while he's delivering lines like, "Well, this is not mission difficult. It's mission impossible." It's kind of a harbinger. Difficult should be a walk in the park for you. <laughs> yeah, they probably shot everything in like one day, right? Yeah. Doesn't even meet him in the same office as before. Like, yeah. they don't even try to make it look like time yeah. has passed. Yeah, he may as well be wearing the same suit. <laughs> I think he is. But yeah, it's a bit of a harbinger. Uh, to him being in this last Transformers film. Yes. And I remember seeing him that way. Like, oh, how the fuck did they get him for Transformers? And I should have remembered. Oh, yes. He's Mission dying. Impossible 2. He's old, <laughs> and he's trying to establish his estate for his, his successors or survivors. Maybe he needs money to be uh, cryogenically frozen. 
Maybe they'll <laughs> save his head in the jar like Walt Disney. Gonna reanimate him. So that that meeting that you're talking about, that's when um when Commander Swanbeck. Swanbeck. Great name. <laughs> he, uh, because Jean Wu, swans and doves. Oh, yes. uh, Commander Swanbeck some foul. tells Ethan, this woman that you're falling for, you have to plant her into Sean Ambrose's, like, uh, his operation. Mm-hmm. And Ethan's just like, fuck, no. No, I've fallen for her. I'm like, dude, you've known her for a day. Yeah, exactly. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I've fallen for her. Well, you've got to do it. And that's when Tom Cruise gives her the information. He's like... You know, you've got to go. You, we need you to get planted inside this guy's operation. Mm-hmm. She's just giving him shit. She doesn't want to do it. And he loses his temper. And he says, would it make you feel any better if I didn't want you to do it? And she goes, yeah, much. Then feel better. <laughs> you brought up that line last week. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make sense then? And it still doesn't. Doesn't make, make sense now. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, it, again... There's no reason. There's no reason for her to do anything. And the shit she does do in this movie, yeah, it's unmotivated. It's ridiculous. For what? When she gets she gets injected with the vi- that's about the only thing that happened in this movie that I'm like, okay, all right. I don't know where you're taking this now. This is going to be interesting. Oh, let's really? See. This when race against that? the clock where oh, she injects herself. And uh, I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. Let's see how this works out. Because I'm thinking, oh, there's going to be this intricate thing where he gets her. No, nope. no. Sean Ambrose and his guys just release her in Sydney. And yeah. what does she do? She makes her way to a cliff like she's a fucking she, lemming. She's going to jump. She's going to jump. And that's responsible. You've got say, this horrible disease you inside you. contaminate the sea Con- now? A fucking ecosystem is going to go down. Yes. Because you didn't know how else to fucking handle You should handle like your throw shit. yourself off the Grand Canyon that uh, Tom Cruise was climbing. Or at don't the throw of the yourself film. anywhere. Turn yourself in somewhere. There Say, you go. Hey, I've got this horrible fucking disease. Maybe you can, can study you help me. Stabilize me mm-hmm. until uh, Captain Longhair in his motorcycle <laughs> fucking finds me until and helps me out. Jesus, man. <laughs> I, I get pissed off watching movies. What did like you this. think of Fanny Newton? I thought she was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was really bad. Why and was she She's been in, in a lot of. I think her look. I think it's her look. She's she beautiful. She does have a unique she look. She is gorgeous. I don't know, man. She looks like a. Really? She's not who I would uh, suspect would be like an IMF agent, a rogue agent. I am an IMF <laughs> agent. Now, Keanu Reeves, he screams IMF. <laughs> I don't know. She looks kind of like, I can't remember the name of the actress. She was in The uh, the Golden Child She looks f- with oh, Eddie yeah. Murphy. Oh, I and I thought she was gorgeous. Uh, and, and I think Fanny Newton's a really striking woman. I and I think that she probably has the ability, if she was directed by somebody who had a little bit more faith in her, yeah. her acting's a little rough. But I think that but boy, she, she should have been better in this film. Boy, can she wear a scarf, though, man. Dude, boy, can fucking Doug Ray Scott catch the fuck she out of a scarf. Snatched it out of the air. He was like, Fwah! scarf. And that's when I knew shit was on. Shit was about to go down. Uh, I didn't realize until I started searching this film, uh, a lot of memes come from Mission Impossible <laughs> oh, 2. So we have that to thank for it. <laughs> that is one of them, him catching the scarf. What about that scene where he's threatening to cut Hugh's finger? It's oddly erotic, though. That is like, intense. the way it's yeah. shot, he's, like, behind him. Very sweaty. And Hugh's like, ah, ah. He's like, <laughs> yes. Made me a little uncomfortable like, as well. Oh, what's uh, what's what's happening here? Uh, Guys, I'm, I feel a little, uh, a little hot. <laughs> so this dude's planning a chick into a former IMF agent's operation. Uh-huh. Dude doesn't have any device that would pick up, like, radio signals from... IMF devices like because Tom Cruise has this whole thing about like I'm I'm injecting you with this transponder chip that reads to the satellite and can only be read by this computer and I'm like that's not how technology works (laughs) no not at all that's if you've ever seen Serenity it's 2000 can't stop the signal even (laughs) like anybody can intersect this as long as they have the right fucking machinery and I'm assuming a former IMF agent no Joe probably has it only that computer so 
what this all comes down to, mm-hmm. and again, it's it's so fucking horrible, and it's it's a script that needed like twenty more passes. Like this, this should not have been green light, green lit on its own. But what you have is a super secret agent. Mm-hmm. He's got this plot to become rich <laughs> yes. by manipulating the stock market. It's really convoluted too. Yeah, <laughs> he's it, going to manipulate the stock. It market. goes from like we've got this virus that could kill all of humanity to I'm going to need thirty thousand of your shares. <laughs> That's not the accent he has in this movie. We're going to take there you go. 30 of your shares. It's much better. I'm Doug Ray Scott. I don't know why I made him Jeeves. I don't know. Do we either. want to talk about Doug Ray Scott here a little bit? Can we? And what we could have been? So Doug Ray Scott mm. was originally tapped to play Wolverine yeah, in the X-Men film. Yeah, it was. Also, Doug mm. Ray Scott, husband to Mystery Men's Claire Forlani. No way. Yeah, dude. Oh, Remember when we were like, where's she at? son of a bitch. Right? right? After seeing how he acts... Like his acting ability, <laughs> and he's not even really a pretty man. No, he's not. How the is fuck he? Did Claire Forlani decide? Yes, I would like to open these thighs for that. <laughs> not only that, how did Brian Singer think that? Oh, this is my Wolverine. This is my Wolverine. This is the guy. You can't deny it. So apparently, um, Mission Impossible Two went over on its shooting schedule. Yeah, because oh. Doug Ray Scott suffered a, a chest injury. From the motorcycle fight sequence. Really should have filmed that last. (laughs) Yes. So they had to extend shooting, which meant he couldn't make it for principal photography for X-Men. And that forced Brian Singer to to contact Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. Thank God. History was written. Yes, dude. I like to think that this is the same as Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Being Marty McFly, <laughs> Doug Ray Scott being Wolverine. Like someday they're gonna make a Bioshock game where <laughs> oh, Doug Ray Scott is Wolverine, yes. uh, or or like some fringe universe. Where do you get to my recast? <laughs> uh, also, another uh, bit of casting that didn't happen. Uh, Ian McKellen was supposed to play the uh, Anthony Hopkins character. Really? Yeah, he was just going to be in those two scenes. And I, he's, I he read the script and was like, this is shit. He did turn it down, but that was fortuitous because... <laughs> I'm going to be an X-Men. When the... No, no, Lord of the Rings. He would not have been able to do <gasps> Lord, Lord of the Rings. Of the Rings. Because the, the this schedule got pushed into when Lord of the Rings began. Yeah. And uh, had he taken that role, wow. he wouldn't have been able to do it. There's no way, too. When you, you watch the interviews and stuff with Ian McKellen, he has such a natural love for Tolkien yeah. and the Lord of the oh, Rings yeah. story. That was a... There was nothing that was was going to keep him from doing those. Wasn't films. he like one of the first announced yeah, cast so. as well? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dude was that dude was not going to put off fucking Lord of the Rings for fucking Mission Impossible yeah. 2. Uh so you I know, made the mistake with the shadow yeah, with once the sh- before. <laughs> Never again. You know what would have been interesting when you know how like Ethan is infiltrating the uh the lab, the biosite lab, and the whole time Doug Ray Scott is like narrating well, this is what he would do, right? Yes. And I'm going to, so I'm going to play it this way, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do. That. You know, it'd be way more interesting yes. if fucking Tom Cruise just infiltrated the place, and then we and then suddenly that. he gets ambushed, so that we didn't know, and, and we would have been like, what was about to happen? And that's ultimately the big problem with this movie, other than the fact that the fucking the the motivation for our main villain is just fucking shit. Yeah. But the fact that throughout this entire movie. We know what's going to happen before it fucking happens. It was trying to be more clever than it was. It was. It was. It was trying to show you how clever it was. Yeah, with, and in at, at in the doing that, of the story. yeah, in doing that, it was giving up its hand. Yep. It's like playing poker with a guy who's telling you exactly what he has <laughs> and what he's going to do. You thought your full house was going to beat my straight flush, <laughs> uh, but then I told you exactly what I had. So that was Sean Connery. So like Naya injects herself, and that's how Tom Cruise manages to escape. Is it just me, or was he on a way higher floor 
than I thought he was going to be. When he jumps out the side of the building. It made it seem like a three or four story building. Yeah. Right? Just like a little. Uh, yeah. Next yeah. To, he's in, actually, he's in a high rise. <laughs> he's in a fucking skyscraper. On the 45th floor. And he jumps out and like fucking Doug Ray Scott runs over to Thanny Newton, grabs her, and then he looks out the hole and he's like. Hey. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker, you could run over to that hole and shoot at the guy who's parachuting down. He's falling slowly. It's a good point. Like the song. <laughs> he is falling very slowly. You could probably hit him. Everyone's a fucking stormtrooper with a fucking gun in this movie. Oh, yes. There's that motorcycle chase at the end where Doug Ray Scott's chasing after Tom Cruise and they're firing at each other. With AK 47s. He's got, okay, so Doug Ray Scott has a pistol. Mm-hmm. He's firing at fucking Tom Cruise. Hits the tail light of the bike. Tom Cruise is the biggest target on this fucking motorcycle, <laughs> yeah. and he's managing to miss every fucking shot. He rides up next to him, and Tom Cruise does that thing where he like reaches, he goes yeah. over the side and just kind of rides. Side. I'm like, fucker, just slow down and shoot his arm or something, <laughs> yeah, right? so that way he's not holding onto the bike. Yet when uh, the car that is chasing them, driven by uh, cousin Cruise, Ethan, cousin Lost, Cruise. Um, it it's like some kind of southern incest like <laughs> boat ride. Cousin cruise. We're going on the cousin cruise. <laughs> <laughs> we go on up the Mississippi a little bit. Mm. <laughs> so they're driving, they're chasing him, and uh, he's kicking up the smoke. They don't see the 18-wheeler coming, plow right into it. Uh, I like the the shot, the cutaway to them real quick before yeah. the truck hits them. Ah! Where it's like, <laughs> exactly. That's right. This movie's so cartoony. Like you said, it's yeah. got a little bit of that anime influence to the it. The vehicle like explodes on impact. On impact. There's the one shot where um, Ving Rhames is in the van. What shot? The shot of Ving Rhames' face reacting to something? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because that's every shot of Ving Rhames except for when he's, one, trying to get out of the van that's about to explode, or when he's running out of the helicopter to try to get the cure from Ethan and then notices that Doug Ray Scott's still alive. Yes. I feel like 75% of his dialogue is, Ethan, do you copy? Ethan, do you hear me? Do you copy? Ethan, Ethan do you copy? I can't talk to him for five more minutes. <laughs> Remember the, he's looking at the screen. He's like, uh, what happens? Well, we got to hope that the yellow dot gets to the red dot <laughs> before the elevator opens. I'm going to say this, though. Ving Rhames does his level fucking best with what he has in this movie. Oh, sure. And I like him in oh, he's, this film. Yeah, oh, he's fun he's in all of these. Ve- he's so enjoyable He's in just this. much better in the other ones. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's so much better and has stuff to do. Ethan. You copy. So if I'm ever a lowly henchman mm-hmm. for a uh, an evil rogue IMF agent, Scottish, you know what I'm going to do? Okay. I am going to train myself to scream as loud as I can at the first hint of danger <laughs> or someone trying to like sneak into my plate because that's all the fucking, it's all anybody needed to do. Uh-huh. Like Ethan Hunt is doing his weird fucking dramatic bicycle kicks. Like some of them don't even make any sense physically. No. I'm like, that's impossible. Dude, he's, I don't see that happening at all. He straight up does the guile kick from Street Fighter. Where While like, in full run. Yeah, yeah, he runs, jumps up in the air and does that backwards flip uh, kick thing that yeah, the guile bicycle from Street kick. Fighter does. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hits the guy. But I mean, all any of these people all I had to do was just go, ah! Hey! hey. <laughs> ah! There's a guy here! It's Ethan! It's that guy! Uh! Like, just scream! It's Squall Leonhardt! Just, it's Squall Leonhardt! <laughs> That's music from the uh, the demo that was cut out of the game because oh. it was too similar to the, the score to The Rock. That's right. Had to yeah. be pulled back. Dude, a lot of stuff that we talk about comes back to Final Fantasy games. Yeah? It's really A lot weird. of stuff this episode or other episodes of, well, as well? by a lot of stuff, I mean two or three episodes <laughs> that we've recorded in our four-year history. That's true. We've come back to a but final that, that is a lot. That is a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scream. 
as loud as I can. That's a good. That's a good strategy. Um, and uh, and and just shoot as as much as I just just fucking just shoot my gun. Don't wait for a clear shot. Just fucking shoot as much as I can. That's uh, that's that's my rule, Joe. I feel like um, we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss the motorcycle chase at the end of this oh. film. Oh God, that, motocross impossible! That they had to use like when did Doug Ray Scott get a motorcycle? Wasn't he in a car when the chase first started? <laughs> yes, I don't. I, like I saw like when Hunt got a motorcycle. <laughs> just, just comes out the back. <laughs> Uh, Ambrose transform and roll out. Roll out. Uh, yeah, dude, the motorcycle uh, accident, the, the the bikes, the bikes, that is just fucked up, man. The it, it, and there you go, another kind of Asian influence, Asian cinema influence. That that thing, like from Scott Pilgrim, where they, they get the two guys, they're running towards each other, they're revving up, they're about to go, doom, 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 get the heartbeat, and then they just and then they just go at each other, just just picture and then they that. fucking Jason Patrick and Kiefer Sutherland from Lost Boys right into each other, <laughs> yes. And like cave, like you're, ch- you've just caved your chest. They must what happened be going with Doug Ray like Scott? Seventy miles an hour. You've right? caved your fucking chest in. Like these guys are not human in this. This movie. is what I'm saying. They're superheroes. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're fighting on the beach, and at one point, fucking Doug Ray Scott clocks Tom Cruise in the back of the head with a yes. fucking rock, yes, and then follows it up with a fucking massive kick to the front of his skull. They should all be dead. You're a vegetable, over. Tom Cruise. You're a vegetable now. Oh, oh but Doug then Ray when Scott- Doug Ray Scott hits a rock. He's fucking done. No, no, because remember, he comes back. No, I know he comes back, but he's pretty much incapacitated. Yeah. And then Tom Cruise kicks a fucking gun up into the air when he (laughs) could have just hit the deck and grabbed the gun and fired. Why do you have to do this? And clearly it's like uh, there's like a a mousetrap underneath that thing that's projecting it up into the air. Uh Like you can't just like stomp on things on the ground and and then they fly six feet into the air. (laughs) That's got some, that's got some air. Yeah. It's got some height. The, um... So during their fight, there's this moment, and I know you know what I'm talking about, when oh, the, knife, about. the knife comes down, and it's yes. like, right, dude, fuck that. Fuck that. That is a practical fucking, that is a prop. And Tom Cruise has that almost in his fucking eyeball. Yeah, that's not. I don't trust anybody enough to do that That's not special effects or anything. Mm-mm. That is actually Tom Cruise's eye millimeters away from that prop knife. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. No. Nope. It's crazy. I'm telling you, man. He's a, he, he is. He's an adrenaline junkie. Why can't Doug Ray Scott do some like flips and cartwheels, any bicycle kicks? He never does it. Tom Cruise is constantly doing like cartwheel because kicks and he's shit. he's the hero. That's cool, but they're both trained as IMF agents. Doug Ray Scott's character is supposed to be yes. so much like Ethan Hunt that he can convincingly double as him. Except that he's the devil <laughs> and Ethan Hunt is Jesus. Where Jesus can do like capoeira and the devil can't? If, 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 this, if he is on the right side, yes. Oh my God. He has fate on his side, Joe. Tom Cruise's He has hair. doves flying around him. Tom, that's when they cry. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Touch if you will, my stomach. It's the weirdest lyric <laughs> of any song. No, no, thank you, Prince. So, so we've talked. We've talked a lot about Tom Cruise's flowy hair, oh, which yes. looks great when Beautiful. he's like riding a motorcycle or a car, mm-hmm. or he's spinning around in a car, or he's in the middle of a gunfight or mm-hmm. something like that when he's running and you know whatever. But in this final battle with Doug Ray Scott, where it has a lot of time to just like sit. He looks like a fucking soccer mom. Like it, just, <laughs> yeah, it, just, it looks like soccer mom hair. It does a like, little bit. Oh, that just doesn't look as oh, good when you're not moving around, man. Wet puppy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this this whole adventure ends, and <laughs> they kill Doug Ray Scott, and mm-hmm. he's able to cure Thanny Newton just in time. Just in time. Why doesn't she get all like bloody faced like everybody else? They show That's all the this thing. footage of all these other people that injected themselves. I feel like, and it's like 
after twenty after ten hours. Yeah, and then twenty eight hours, and then thirty seven hours. Yeah, she's the blood pouring out of the orifices. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's it, just. They're playing, she just looks like she's got uh, the flu. They're playing by gremlin rules, like <laughs> up to hour Don't nineteen. Don't call Fandy Newton a gremlin. <laughs> up to hour nineteen, you're fine. But hour twenty, shit hits the fan, man. You just deteriorate quickly. Yeah, it's like midnight. Don't feed them after midnight. Eleven fifty eight. Go ahead and give them a little snack. But once that clock strikes midnight. And is that Eastern time? Is that Central time? Dude, I don't know. What we'll, happens we'll daylight savings time? We'll yeah. never figure it out. Are, are they observing they, daylight savings time? I think it's all mountain time. It's all mountain because time. Because they don't have daylight savings. What if it's all Chinese time and it's actually don't feed them before noon? Oh, shit. Or afternoon. And what if their their calendar system over there, it's yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. Know, it's a different year it's every the year six of the months. Dragon? It's the year of the dragon. Is the year of the rat. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's the year of the gremlin. It's the... <laughs> <laughs> not those gremlins. Not the car, not no. the car gremlin. No. Uh, By the way, you made that sound much uh, meatier than it actually is. <laughs> those me, 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 me. That's something like, like that. So I have a note here and it was making me laugh. <laughs> okay. It's like after all this shit, after they get like, after he injects her and stuff, mm-hmm. and then they cut to a scene with him and fucking Anthony Hopkins. And I wrote this and I was like, can this be fucking over yet? <laughs> please? <laughs> please, we don't need to bring him back. Let's just... Can you imagine what the three-hour cut was like? Uh, I can't. Like, I can't. And then how the, many more slow mo doves? The final bit, they're like just hanging out on the in a park in fucking Australia, mm-hmm. and he like starts making out with Thandie Newton. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what the final line of this movie is? <laughs> oh, well, it's something about being on vacation. Let's get lost. That's what, yes. And then J.J. Abrams takes over the franchise. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, man. Piece that together. I'm just saying. And I mean, then and then like the the, uh, the fucking Metallica. Boom! I disappear. This is the only. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> and I went on and I went on down that road. Hey, hey, yeah. This is the only motion picture that Metallica wrote a song for. That is the only song that isn't on a Metallica album somewhere else. <laughs> really? So the only way to get this Metallica tune would be to get the album for Mission Impossible 2 or to Ooh. download it illegally, which ironically, <laughs> I Disappear, was the song that brought down Napster. Oh, that was that's what that Metallica was, sued over? Yeah, yeah, oh, that was the one that Metallica sued over. Wow. And the rumor for that song, <laughs> when it was first found, <laughs> was that it was supposed to go to the next James Bond film. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they were calling it like Bond 20 or something like that. Uh-huh. It was like going to be the next Bond movie. I ended up being in this piece of shit Mission Impossible film. I love that this movie has more notoriety over uh, other things that did or didn't happen around it. Hey, he wasn't... Uh, <laughs> he wasn't Wolverine. Wolverine and, uh, and Metallica. The song. video for I Disappear is fucking fantastic. Yeah? yeah. Is Tom Cruise in it? Yeah, a little bit. Does he really? Dude, there's this whole bit where Metallica's or... playing on top of that fucking mountain that no. he's climbing. And then at the end, he gets to the top and Metallica's gone. <gasps> Because yeah. they because they figured out how shitty this movie was. <laughs> Even they, <laughs> they were like, "We need to get the fuck out of here." <laughs> Where's Limp Bizkit? <laughs> Tom Cruise like, "Where are you guys? You guys are sticking around?" Um, <sighs> yeah, dude. No, the video for that is really good. Uh, I like that song. And when it started kicking in in the credits, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. I actually sat through the credits <laughs> until that song was done, and then it started that shitty fucking the Mission Limp Impossible. Biscuit, yeah. The music, I think we we need to talk about because Hans Zimmer did the score to this movie. Yeah, I was surprised by that, and the score is fucking horrible. It's not great. It's like jazzy, like uh, like porno scratch guitar. It is. It's for very, a lot of the a lot of the movie. Very heavy on the electronica too. And then uh, in, in the more tender moments, uh, there's like this this uh, opera. Opera singer, yeah, doing these uh, orias throughout. Uh, arias, arias, <laughs> orias. orias. I, I love, love those. I, I love orias. I dip those in milk. <laughs> <laughs> orias, orias. <laughs> so, um, 
Joel, uh, do you have any other notes for this? Um, you know, the only other note I have, I'll save for what it did right. All right. So then, what did Mission Impossible 2 <laughs> do right? It's very timely. Uh, so say what you will about this film, and we have John Woo... Um, the reason he got to make this film is because he's a great action director. He has made several films before, uh, Broken Arrow, Face Off, films that have uh, kind of pushed the boundaries of action as far as all Western shitty scripts, cinema though. goes. All kind of shitty, all sc- shitty when it came When yeah. it comes to the execution of the story, yeah. they're all pretty bad. And yet they make money because he's a great action director. And the stuff he really can stage out, an action sequence. He really can. Everything is well, fil- well shot. Um, he, the guy knows what he's doing. Uh, and that is the best thing about this film. Some of these scenes, you know, we make fun of the kung fu motorcycles and the slow-mo ballet cars uh-huh. and all that other stuff, but it's got style. He's got a lot of style. I even love, you were talking about earlier, the scene where like the Spanish dancers were seeing the close-up of their feet yeah. as uh, Thandie Newton is going through the house trying to rob them. Yeah. That was artfully done, it's good, I would say. It's good say. world building. Even at the for, end. For this, for, the, for, this, for this film, right. that is good world building. And even at the end when they're having the fight on the beach, he's cutting away to these uh, the waves crashing into each other. <laughs> Very symbolically. Listen, I know it's it's cliche, but isn't that what film is about? Yeah, shouldn't we be it's able telling a visual story? To, exactly. And, yeah, and the guy's got style. Um, so he's got grace. It's, <laughs> it's Rita Haywood gave good face. That's right. So uh, that's what I think it did right. Okay, action scenes. Wow. Um, shit. I want to say that I thought this movie looked good, but looking back on it, it it didn't look good. It was not a good looking film. It's kind of flat by today's standards. Like I'm trying to think of. Like, the scene where Tom Cruise is climbing up the mountain and stuff. Yeah. Like, and maybe that's just, like, the quality of film then, back in 2000. That transition from 99 to 2000. It's a little grainy. And I I think, like, wow, if this was a little more clear, this would be a beautiful film to look at. Yeah. Like, a lot of these vistas, maybe not those those effects of the plane flying. No. Because that was shitty. But, like... Some of this stuff is really gorgeous to look at. So I will give it that. I think what it did with the color palette, <laughs> it's like the third time that I brought color palette out <laughs> hey. in the history of this fucking podcast. But I thought the color palette was pretty nice. Uh, also, I liked Ving Rhames' performance. Um, really? I, I do that much, huh? I liked Ving Rhames. Right. I think if I'm going to point to any actor who did a really good job in this movie, mm-hmm. it's fucking Ving Rhames. Uh, I didn't like... I didn't like Tom Cruise. He wasn't a likable character. He no, was he's not, not Ethan Hunt in this movie. That first scene where he and Thandie Newton meet, and she's like trying to break in, and it turns out he's... How, it's a bug movie. Way, how the fuck is he like a head of security? And, like, it's one of he, his aliases. Is he undercover? I know. It's so infuriating. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Uh, but like he's, she's straddling him do you mind tub, if I get on top? And he's just like mugging and uh, yeah, it is, it is not Because it's a Bond movie. Every, everybody went yep. into this movie thinking mm-hmm. they were making the next Bond film. You're right. And it's not... It's not a good Bond film. And even Bond films have like the weird like romance thing going on. But even Bond manages to balance that a little bit better. At least uh, maybe not the later Daniel Craig ones. But, uh, but, but most Bond movies are able to kind of balance that out far better than what they're doing here. I agree. Uh, John Woo brought his Japanese sensibility to an American franchise. Uh, and, and I think... Struck out. <laughs> he completely struck <laughs> out when it came to trying to tell this story. But if you've ever seen, you've seen other John Woo films. Yes, though, I right? have, and I love them. So, Dude, Hard Boiled? Holy Hard Boiled's great. That is a great fucking film. Yeah, God does. damn, that movie's good. Where's the one I'm thinking of? Let me go back to the 90s. Here we go. Remember the 90s? Oh, yeah, Hard Boiled. Oh, The Killer. That's the one the I'm killer. thinking of. Yeah. Killer and me is a killer in you. <laughs> 
Disarm you with the smell Cut you like you want me to Cut that little child Out of me and such a part of you That's oh. <laughs> pretty good Fandy Newton <laughs> That is Brown 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 uh, all it's right, appropriately so whiny for the wh- Smashing Pumpkins. What did Mission Impossible 2 do wrong? If you liked Ving Rhames, I hated Thandie Newton. Man, did I think she was miscast. I don't. Uh, yes, she has a unique look, but uh, she wasn't. She wasn't charismatic. Yeah. And contrast that with. I know you said you haven't seen the last. The last I two. I haven't seen Rogue Mission Nation. Impossible? I just haven't seen Rogue Nation. I haven't Nation. seen the last one. Okay, so they introduce a character who is actually returning in the sequel, which I guess is a bit of a spoiler, but not really. Who uh, who's great? She's so charismatic, and I'm glad they're bringing her back. I think maybe audiences liked her, and the yeah. studio has heard that. Uh-huh. Uh, but she kicks. Ass. She does everything that Thandie Newton doesn't in this film, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just kind of a reminder of how weak she is. She's just like. Uh, she's just like a piece of spaghetti yeah. in this film. Just more, she's I, just there. I get that. The The problem that I have with the Fanny Newton character is that she is written as an accessory instead of an actual person. Absolutely. She is there to be Tom Cruise's handbag in this film. Um, yeah, she kind of does get abused, right? She's she got a does. virus injected Jesus, into her. Yes. She's basically being raped by this guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so what I thought... Uh, Mission Impossible 2 did wrong, I think, is the way that they handled the Ethan Hunt character. And I'm so glad... J.J. Abrams did what he did with Mission Impossible 3 when he finally got his hands on that franchise. and Guiding those characters. And, and like, the thing that made Ethan Hunt cool in the first Mission Impossible is that he was relatable. He was mortal. It's the John McClane factor from the first Die Hard yeah. movie. Indiana Jones. He has a weakness. He's mortal. He could be killed. He's mm-hmm. At any moment, he could meet his fucking demise. In this film... Tom Cruise was a cape short of being Superman. He never got that impression that anything yeah. bad was ever going to happen to him. Nothing was ever going to happen to him. Even when he's bad. being killed in front of your eyes on screen, you're like, that yeah, that's him. not him. He'll come back from no. that somehow. But then, you know, you look at the, the, the later Mission Impossible films, like when he's going up that, that building in India and oh. tries to swing back in the hotel room yeah. and slams his fucking head into the, the, the frame of the door. Like, those are awesome little touches right. that show us like, oh, this is a mortal man. Like, this is shit like would happen to any one of us. It's very relatable. It makes it, it, makes it easier for us to buy the adventure that they're going on and to invest ourselves in him. Absolutely. When you make, you make somebody invincible, and it is that Superman factor, you make Superman invincible it's not a fun story doesn't have any weaknesses yeah that's that's not fun but when you're able to kind of give him a weakness make him relatable to the to the viewer that makes it a fun adventure and that's that's ultimately meant if you got to do anything right with your film franchise you would better make sure the hero of your franchise is consistent and he wasn't in this film at well all. there wasn't a, a, a mold except for that first one which he was kind of uh, dry yeah but he's he was still vulnerable in yes, that first one. Very true. But God, that first one was... Maybe he who, gets, who directed that first one? That was, was that? Brian De Palma. Uh, Brian De Palma? <laughs> yes. God damn, that was that is a good-looking movie. You know that whole bit where he's having that meeting with that guy from IMF, and he blows the fucking yeah, the fish the tank. aquarium. And he's like, you haven't seen me very yet. It's like, oh! Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a good moment. Shot like, in Prague. We went there. So good. It was cool. Uh, all right, so if uh, would you would you recommend... I shouldn't even ask this. Would you recommend Mission Impossible 2? Not when there are five other Mission Impossibles that you could watch. And this next one is getting great reviews, too, by the way. I'm excited. Seeing it on Thursday. Um, that first one was so good and had so much promise. Very telling that um, every director who's directed a Mission Impossible movie, movie has been invited back to do another. Uh, the, the guy who's doing these two 
the, the most recent one is the only one who's taken him up on it. Uh, everyone except for John Woo. <laughs> They're like, Apparently, he and Tom Cruise uh, butt heads a little Oh, bit. they didn't get along? Yeah, well, uh, Tom Cruise can be a bit of a control freak, I guess. Yeah. But it maybe sounds like they both can be. And wow. just had their styles didn't gel. Huh. And this was the result. There we go. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it at all. No. There's no reason for you to watch this movie. If you want to even for the keep up with the, with the scenes. franchise, you can easily go from one to three to four to five. Yes, six. absolutely. Like that's, it, you don't have to watch two at all. I mean, Thandie Newton never comes back. Nope. She never comes back. The only character that you're going to be familiar with, other than Ethan Hunt, yeah. is going to be the Luther character. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the Australian pilot. Brian Billy Baird, or whatever his name so is. so fucking forgettable. He's so generic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, insert this guy. It's almost like he was supposed to be played by somebody else. He was. That they couldn't get. Oh, he was? Steve Zahn. That was supposed to be Steve Zahn? How great would that role have been with what, Steve Zahn in what, was it, Was right? he too busy doing Saving Silverman? I think he did uh, take another role instead. <laughs> he was like, I'm doing Saving Once Silverman. Once again, this movie lost another great actor that wow. could have been in it. Steve Zahn probably could have yeah. could have been really good in that role. I agree. Oh, God. Did you ever see Sahara? I have not seen it yet, but I noticed they were showing it on TV over the weekend, and that reminded me to add it to our list. It's I, I remember enjoying it. Ooh. I remember enjoying Steve Zahn. Coming soon to an episode. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Uh, all right, so if we were going to remake we Mission go. Impossible 2, yes. how would we do it? I'm going to tell you right now, I have two different versions of my film. Is one of them like a recast? I have a... Well, like they're an, both recasts. I mean, like an, like an ensemble recast? Uh, kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I have a comedy version. Oh. And I have a, a straight version. All right. How do you want to do this? Which one do you want me to do first? Uh, uh, well, how do you want to do it? Let's do... Uh, do you want to blow through one of them first, and then we'll go back and forth? I'll blow, yeah. Other? Let me blow through the comedy version. Yeah. I like this so idea. So let's imagine that the cast of SNL... No, no. ...is doing Mission Impossible Okay. Too. So my Commander Swanbeck, uh-huh. Alec Baldwin. That's nice. Hugh Stamp, the pilot, uh-huh. Alex Moffat. Now who's that? Uh... Alex Moffat. Yeah. He he plays Eric Trump on SNL. <laughs> yes, I know you're talking yeah. about. Got it. Uh, all right. So the McCloy character, the Brendan Gleason. Yeah. A.D. Bryant. Yes, she's great. Oh, that's love. Nia Hall, Kate McKinnon. Uh-huh. Uh, the Sean Ambrose, the villain character. You know what? Let me go with Luther. Luther Strickle, mm-hmm. Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Just, yes. just not even saying anything, just having a fake mustache on his face and just reacting to the camera. Do you copy Ethan? <laughs> uh, Billy Baird would be yeah. played by the Lonely Island's Yorma Tacone. Oh, yes. Uh, Sean Ambrose would be Mikey Day. Oh. He plays Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. Uh, and then Beck Bennett would be my yes. Ethan Hunt. Oh, that's fantastic. All of this directed by the Lonely Island's Akiva Schaefer. Oh, I thought you were going to go um, Feig. No. His name. No. Oh, that's great. So there you go. There's my comedy version. <laughs> I love it. Of uh, Mission Impossible. All right, let's do the real version. All right, then. here we go. So who's your low man? Hugh my lo- Stamp? My low man is Commander Swanbeck. Oh, Swanbeck. All but right. we could do Hugh Stamp instead. Hey, let's do him. Uh, since nobody knows that actor's name. That's the name. pilot. He's the guy from fucking uh, Moulin Rouge who's like, look, a froggy. <laughs> yes, but uh, he's not playing that type of character here. He's an Australian. He is menacing, and uh, he, he's kicking ass with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, and he also has red hair, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. It's a dirty blonde. Uh, well, it reminded me a bit of uh, that actor Damian Lewis. From, oh, yeah. Uh, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Uh-huh. And, uh, there was a show called Life. Did you I ever see that? that show. That's where Holy I first saw him. Holy shit, that was so good. It was really good. Guys, if you've never seen Life, I would recommend it. I think it's on. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely on Hulu. Uh, it's about a police officer who's un. Uh, uh, I guess he's unfairly imprisoned. Yeah, uh, or wrongly imprisoned for murder or some kind of crime, and they find out about this like ten years later. They they realize, oh shit, he's been innocent this whole time, mm-hmm. and so like <laughs> he appeals, he gets a fucking a payoff. Uh, for being wrongly imprisoned, mm-hmm. and he gets his job back, and so now he's a cop who who's rich. 
He doesn't have to be a police officer, but he still does the job because it's what he loves doing. And man, the, the character he plays in that is really yeah. good. I remember that show coming out around the same time that House came out, uh-huh. and everybody was just like blowing their shit about House. I love House like, too. Kind of like this one better. Yeah, he's also in Homeland. Yeah, that's the other one, the more recent, a one. less likable character in uh, that one. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, right, so your Hugh Stamp that, is Damian Lewis. There he is. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Watchmen's Patrick Wilson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like Patrick Wilson. He's, I think he's he's really charismatic. He's played a bad guy before. Yes, he has. In what am I thinking of? The Commuter. He was a bad guy in The Commuter. It wasn't it? But yeah, uh, he's sorry. great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> sorry. All right. Now do you want to do? And Anthony you know Hopkins? him from the uh, the the, um, the Conjuring films. He's That's, the husband of Vera Farmiga. There you go. And he's he's so good in that. Uh, all right, so Commander Swanbeck. Mm-hmm. I have Anthony Bruce, Hopkins, Bruce Willis. Uh, ooh, yeah, he's getting up in age there. Kind of playing the same character that he was playing in The Expendables. That's yeah, that's a good point. Except he's an American there, and I'm yeah. sticking with a Brit, so I'm going to go with Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, man, mm-hmm. you can never go wrong with Gary Oldman. Never go except wrong. except when you know Tiptoes playing a, a midget. <laughs> uh, my next one, I have McCloy, the Brendan Gleeson character. Okay, let's do him. I have Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> oh, nice, having yes. a bit of a comeback here. Uh-huh. Uh, I want Brian Cox. Brian Cox, the ever is good. reliable dude. The, the poor man's Brendan Gleeson. Both of them, by <laughs> the way, in Braveheart. Uh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, because Brian Cox plays Uncle Argyle. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, where do you want to go next? Do you want to do Luther Strickle and Billy Baird? Yeah, let's the, do the, Billy Baird. Okay. Uh, I went with... He's the Australian uh, pilot who's yeah. on uh, Ethan Hunt's team. You might know this actor from uh, Chappie and from uh, District 9 mm-hmm. and from the A-team, Charlton Copley. Mm-hmm. Got it right there. He's the same guy. Charlton <laughs> Copley. Because he's great. He's like... Uh, I loved him in the A-team. And he's yeah, basically he kind really of playing that, that same character. Uh-huh. He's, he's comic relief, but he's already got the accent. He's got so much more And he can do action, too. He's great, man. Yeah. He, he would be a good addition to the Mission Impossible movies just, just straight up. Yeah, without yeah, this film. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so you're Luther Strickle, the Ving Rhames character. I went with uh, Tiny Lister. Yeah? Yeah. That's pretty good. I went with Rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Rock the Dwayne as John, As John Oliver called. Him, Rock the Dwayne Johnson. It, it, it would be weird to see him play like a supporting role to somebody I think, else. I think that's that'd be kind of cool, yeah. you know, for him to play a, a character like sure. that. Like, kind of kick it back, Dwayne. Uh, all right, so now the Nia Hall character. Sure, the Thaney Newton uh, played by. I went with Alicia Vikander, who's the the new Laura oh, Croft. Oh, dude, that's perfect. You, you complain about how Thaney Newton seemed like she was just tossed around and stuff. She was ineffectual. This chick is a, a legit action yeah, she's star. she's badass. Man. Uh, that's a great one. I went with, uh, you may not know her name, but you certainly know her face by now. Her name is Hannah John Kamen. She was in, uh, most recently, Ant-Man and the Wasp. She plays the ghost oh, character. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she was in Ready Player One. She played the bad guy's uh, oh, right, that's right. right-hand uh, henchman. I just, henchwoman. I just watched that again. Uh, yeah, what ready, you, ready Player One. I did too. I watched the first half of it and fell asleep, not because I wasn't oh. enjoying myself. Because I think like, I think it still it still holds up. I, I was enjoying. The I hell like out it of a lot. I, almost even more the second. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Well, I mean, like what Spielberg said. I got himself. to the I got to the point where he won the first race and was like showing his yeah, buddies. That's how to exactly win. Where that's I where I got, I got to. to, and then I had to stop watching. And I'm like, God, this is so fun. Yeah, this, it is. This movie's so fun. I, I, I think it was Spielberg himself who said, uh, "This isn't a film. This is a movie." Mm-hmm. And if you kind of go into it, yeah, yeah, it's like a movie. Every now and then we need something like Jeez, this, man. It's, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Ready so the Sean Ambrose character, Doug Gray Scott. Oh, our villain. Uh-huh. The non- I almost went Hugh Jackman oh, just shit. so that he could play this role. We could uh, oh, see God. how it would have played oh. out. Uh, but instead, I'm going to go with uh, Gerard Butler in that role. 
He's got no way. Gerard Butler. Wow, we are on the same page, my yeah, friend. Look at that, man. I like it. All right, so then our final one, Ethan Hunt. Okay. Played is it, by. This is a tough one because you need somebody who can do uh, the stunts. Uh-huh. You need somebody who can do you know action. Uh, you also need somebody who can play some of these quieter moments. Sure. And you need someone who um, has a childlike believability in what he is saying and doing. Uh-huh. And for my money, that's Mark Wahlberg. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, you did not think I was I going there. I did not there. go there. No, uh, I went with Tom Hardy. I went with, oh, uh, with Mad like Max's Tom Hardy. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm excited to see him in the upcoming Venom. Uh, I've mm-hmm. liked him in just about every fucking film I've seen him in, uh, even that horrible Star Trek sequel. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Dark Knight Rises. Even in Dark Knight Rises. Dude, he was not the worst part of Dark Knight Rises. No. His choice of accent <laughs> maybe wasn't the best, but he had a director who should have like went, yeah. mm, mm. I, don't, mm, I don't think we're going to do that. I was born in the dark. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's when. What do you think of my talk like this? <laughs> Christopher, here's an idea. So Chris Nolan, again. If we looked below the frame, is counting his money. He's like Gus Van Sant in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jesus, I'm busy, Tom. He's just counting his money. You have a director for this. I film? do. Uh, you uh, you're familiar with a little movie called Deadpool. Oh yeah. I went with uh, the director David Leach. Nicely done. He could totally handle that. As could, I believe, Peter Berg. Yeah. Oh, who Peter directed Berg's so the, good. The Losers and uh, yeah, the, the Rundown. I don't think he Battleship. directed. The, did he direct the Losers? He did. I didn't know Peter Berg directed the Losers. Yeah, man. I thought he I'm did. I'm going to double check that. Oh, okay. There we go. Because, damn it. Maybe that's a, it's, it. I know he produced it. If not, it feels like him. Well, he was supposed to direct it. when he Then he ended up doing oh, a movie called The Kingdom. Shit, you're right. He just yeah. wrote it, though, because he, he was doing The Kingdom. You're yeah. right. Sylvain White directed that. That's right. I still like Peter Berg, though. <laughs> Peter Berg's a damn good director, He's done man. some of my favorite films, He's, yeah. he's damn good. Um, all right, guys. If you have any thoughts uh, about Mission Impossible 2, I know mm. friend of the show, Garrett, <laughs> has some differing opinions <laughs> than we do on uh, on Mission Impossible. It's so funny because uh, Ryan Jenkins, another yes. friend of the show, who uh, also co-hosts the Craniacs podcast, oh. if you're uh, a fan of Frasier I am. and want to hear fans talk about the episodes of Frasier, I do. check out the Craniacs podcast. I will. Uh, on your favorite podcasting app. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the uh, on my Facebook feed, Ryan was like, just poking the fucking bear with Garrett today. Like, oh, I saw so, that. Uh, so, so tell us what is great about Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> and Garrett had posted about like the whole Doug Ray Scott thing. He's like, one of the greatest things about Mission Impossible 2 is because you know it ended up injuring Doug Ray Scott and we got Hugh Jackman <laughs> yes. instead of Wolverine. And Ryan goes in, he's like, so the greatest thing about a movie is how it like kept somebody <laughs> else from being in a different movie? Yep. And I was like, oh my God, I was cracking the fuck up. It's not often because when you and I disagree on movies, usually Ryan falls on, you know, that's in, true in Camp Joel, uh, not not my camp. Not so. And I have plenty of space around the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a reason for that, that there's so much, so much empty space. You hear that, Ryan? Empty chairs at empty tables. <laughs> oh, no. uh, but uh, but okay. I liked it because it felt like we were on the same side. Finally. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was it was super funny. But if you have any thoughts about Mission Impossible Two, in your pants? Uh, <laughs> no, man, <laughs> I'm gonna slip it into one of your tacos. <laughs> Pink tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this out. So, Mission Impossible Two. If you have any thoughts about it, uh, you can always talk to us about it on our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com/slash/editingbay or put Editing Bay in the search function. Uh, and click on the image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, and uh, that's where you could talk back to us. Let us know what you thought about Mission Impossible 2, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, if there's something that we skipped over that you're like, oh, but you guys didn't even talk about this fucking thing. Uh, let us know all about it there, and if you've got
got suggestions for movies that you'd like us to watch in the future, you can also give us your suggestions on the Facebook page. Joel, we've also got a website, right? We sure do. It is not Editing Bay. It is not the <laughs> Edit Bay. It's EditingBay.com. Uh... I'll cut that. Uh, EditingBay.com. You go there, bookmark it. You're going to find out all things about the Editing Bay. What is our uh, Facebook page, the aforementioned Facebook page? You'll find a link to it there, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. And when you do, you're always going to be the first to know what movie we're talking about in the following weeks. In yeah, fact, yeah, uh, yeah. Go there right now. You're going to find out uh, what's coming up the next couple of weeks. All right. Um, we also have uh, an archive section there for all of our past episodes. You want to listen to, uh, we're coming up on five years here, I believe. Jesus. Yeah, over 230-something episodes. This podcast is as old as my relationship with Sarah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of sweet. It's kind of great. You and I are basically having a parallel relationship. We have a relationship. Like you and your wife. She probably fuck. It's just the same. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Time to consummate this podcast. Yeah. All that and more on editingbay.com. That's right. And with that, the movie we're going to watch next week is going to be Broke Down. Oh, what? No. Uh, <laughs> broke, down. broke Down. Broke Down Mountain? No. <laughs> uh, no, what are we going to do next week? Uh, oh, well, this was my pick. So uh, it was. I assume that uh, you had something chambered. If not, I've got a little something chambered. <gasps> Ooh, let's see it. Are you ready? For little that? wilt chamber? Y'all ready for this? Yeah! All right, and that's a perfect example. Because you and I break in a song all the fucking time. Oh, no. And I think it's about time that we jump into a movie that's also a musical. It's a musical. Yes, but maybe not the most well-received musical. Well, of course not. Why would we? Uh, next week, we are going to be checking out Tenacious D oh! and The Pick of Destiny. Dude, we've been talking about this for a long time yes. now. Oh, love me some Jack Black. Yeah, love me some Kyle Gass. We just talked about them uh, on our Saving Silverman episode that's from right. a few months back. Listen to our Saving Silverman episode. Mm-hmm. Silverman? Silverman? Saving Silverman. Saving Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Vanellope Von Schweetz. I've always wanted to see this because you keep referencing it. Have you not it. seen it? Nope, never Holy seen it before. Shit. You reference it all the time. Love it. Uh, I've got a I've got a digital copy of it right here. If oh, you need it. well, please uh, air, airdrop that to me <laughs> from your iDevice. Uh, I guess I need to get on your network to do that. Yeah, you do. Um, all up yeah, in that dude. network. So we're going to talk about Jack Black, Kyle Gass, nice. uh, the fictitious story of how Tenacious D came to be, oh. and then uh, fought the devil to become the greatest rock band in the world. The Charlie Daniels band? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Johnny Brown, ding dong, 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 that is right there. That is the most accurate version of when I hear that song and I turn like, up the radio. Yeah. That is exactly how I sing it. <laughs> you and everyone else at piano bars across the country. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. <sighs> Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. We'll catch you next week for Tenacious D Thanks. and the Pick of Destiny. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.